Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Transformation Podcast. My name is Richard, and I'm here to continue the discussion about my commitment to reach Everest Base Camp in Nepal in November of this year, 2023. Originally, I had not... um, I had not thought about cutting up the podcast into seasons and uh, the other day I was hiking and thinking about my next episode and I was just thinking about things going on in the new year here in 2023 and figured it was a good a good time to start a new season. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I've made a lot of progress over the last month. I think it's been about a month since I published my last episode and so this is just going to be a continuation of my story so there's nothing that is earth shattering in this podcast but it is my official record of the progress I'm making and some of the obstacles I'm facing in in trying to reach this goal of mine Um, it's you know it certainly is a bucket list item and it has been for me for a long time but it's also more than that. It's a test of my um, will and determination to do something that is completely out of my comfort zone and um, quite frankly, out of character for, for me. So um, it's just become a real important part of my life right now. So um, I'm just gonna continue and talk about a couple of things. Um, there are... <clears throat> three main topics that I'm going to address in this episode. But before I do that, I just want to make, uh, I want to make mention of a few items of progress um, that I've reached so far. Um, The first one, I think I will just talk about hiking in general, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on any of these, but the first one is hiking in general. And I have really been super consistent with my hikes. And I don't know what the normal, for a normal hiker, your average hiker, I'm not sure what, you know, an average number of hikes is. Um, for me, though, since I've started, I've been out about 40, 45 times, maybe close to 50. And, you know, prior to all of this, that, that was just unheard of for me. I mean, I, I would not have gone out hiking at all, really. And... For me to have accomplished this so far is just huge. So I'm super pleased with that and I'm excited to continue with it. And as I gain my strength, I just gain more confidence in what I'm doing out there. So I'm learning a lot. I was completely ignorant to a lot of things about hiking um, prior to taking on this endeavor. And I have made um, some strides that I just never thought I would make. So on the hikes, that's where I am. And I've probably hiked close to 250 miles. I'm kind of keeping track on one of my lists and that might be kind of dorky, but that's what I'm doing because again, it's, um, not to be redundant here, but this is a huge accomplishment for me. And I want to be able to look back and see the progress that I made and through what period of time. So the second item of note for me this month is concerning uh, concerns vaccinations and immunizations. I have kind of a list of immunizations that I think I'm going to need, and I took up with my doctor that list, and the gist of it is that I will approach my doctor again, like probably mid to late summer or midsummer. 
<clears throat> and get the travel recommendations from him as far as immunizations go. So in lieu of that right now, I recently got my second pneumonia shot, so I'm done with that series. And later on this month, I have my third Hep B shot that I'll be getting, and then I will be done with that series. So uh, nothing magical there, just a quick mention. Um, last episode, I mentioned that I was getting my full eye exam, my annual eye exam. And just to remind, uh, type 2 diabetes, which I have, um, leads to many complications. One of those is diabetic retinopathy and blood vessels in your retina are weakened by the high blood sugar levels and eventually they can burst and those bursting vessels can cause floaters, blurred vision, etc, etc, you know just general eye issues but also in many cases this diabetic retinopathy leads to blindness so that scares me to death, of course. And um, so I have my eyes examined, fully examined by an optometrist and an ophthalmologist every year. So I just went in mid-January for my annual exam. And as in years past, everything looks great. I spoke to the ophthalmologist about my plans to do this trek. And he doesn't really have any, any concerns. He says, I don't need to go back before I go on the trek because my track record shows that my eyes are healthy, um, although I am nearsighted, but aside from that, my eyes look really good. His biggest concern is uh, keeping my eyes hydrated while I'm up there, and I think that's probably a general concern, maybe a little bit more for people who wear contact lenses, which I do, so um, that, that was his big issue, and it's not even an issue, it's just more of a caveat from him, but he says otherwise, you know, I should be fine, so... I think I'm good there. I don't know. I may or may not go and have another exam before I leave just because of the potential for this diabetic retinopathy. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But um, on that front, everything looks okay. Uh, Let's see. Next on my list. Oh, guide companies. So I'm always kind of looking for new stories and videos about, you know, people's adventures when they go on this trek to base camp and I found one that was it was a really good YouTube kind of home documentary these two guys did the track and aside from all the good stuff that it offered I got the name of the guide company they used and I was really kind of impressed at least with the way it was presented so I contacted this guide company and in fact I requested a particular guide because this guide was also included in this video and I just you know I got a really good good feeling about it so I decided to check it out and I got a response right away saying yes that guide is available and contact us and let us know what your plan is so I have yet to do that because I'm still kind of flushing out all the best options for guides but I it was kind of you know it was kind of exciting um, because everything kind of fell together quickly on that and I think there's a really good chance that I'm going to go with this particular guide company so when I confirm that I will reveal which company this is and I'm not really I don't want to just be throwing out guide company names during this podcast 
um, because I'm not giving any advice and I'm not advising anybody who to use, but once I lock in on a particular company, I will surely mention who, who that company, what that company is. So um, more to come on that when the time comes. The next item is gear, and I had mentioned a couple of times that um, I have a good friend who said he could make available to me some gear for the uh, trek, and I was really excited about that, and I'm so thankful to him. I really appreciate it, and um, we spoke some more recently about it, and he is able to lend me a couple of weatherproof duffel bags that I need for this trek. And he also has a GoPro I can borrow. I have a camera, but something like a GoPro would be awesome. And he will let me borrow his. And then he has other, you know, various and sundry items. I have a lot of stuff that I've gotten over the past six months. You know, small items needed here and there. But um, he also has some things that I don't have yet. So if I can borrow those, I would gladly do so. And um, gratefully do so. So that's kind of it on that. I haven't, um, I haven't looked at my gear list lately. I have a lot of stuff, but there, are, you know, primarily I still need a lot of the clothing. So, and those are big items, and a sleeping bag. I think I need a, a zero degree sleeping bag. So, I'm looking into that still, but I haven't done, you know, any research on that lately. But I do have some uh, picks in mind, and when I get to that, I will update the podcast with that info. So. Um, those are kind of quick house cleaning items. Um, so the first main topic I'm going to talk about um, are my feet and the boots I'm going to use. So I've talked about my feet a lot and I mentioned before that I'm really tired of talking about them and I still am very tired talking about them. but. Um, I have to because for several reasons. One is the obvious, you know, our feet are what gets us everywhere. And if I'm going to go up and down the Himalayas, I have to have strong feet and I have to, I have to talk about it because, um, I don't want to just assume that everything's going to be fine and I can just, you know, take off walking. I mean, as I mentioned before, hiking has never been my, um, my forte. So, building up enough strength in, in order to do the hikes that I've been doing lately, and which has been a, a big accomplishment, is a big deal. And given my type 2 diabetes and the peripheral neuropathy that I am dealing with, getting them in shape for a trek, for a two-week trek where I'm going to be walking all day every day is a huge, huge deal. And the slightest dis- discomfort can turn into something that could blow the whole thing up midstream so it's really important for me that I address these these foot issues I have and to do everything I can to get over that obstacle so with regard to my feet I've made a lot of progress Um, I have noticed recently that I'm feeling some nerve um, some nerve pain in in my left foot on the top of it Um, that was not there before so I've addressed you know I've addressed this nerve pain with a cortisone shot and I also had um, plantar fasciitis on my right foot and my heel and I addressed both of those with the cortisone shot in October I think it was maybe it was November and those shots worked 
really, really well. And most of the pain in my left foot was eradicated with that shot. And the pain in my right foot was completely eliminated. So I was really happy about that. But about a month ago, um, I developed some new nerve pain and numbness and tingling on the upper part of my left foot. And so I'm a little bit concerned about that. Um, it appears that that is a progression of my of the nerve damage in type 2. Um, so I'm going to be meeting with my doctor this coming week. <clears throat> and we're going to discuss that. And I'm going to try to figure out what, if anything, I can do. I mean, if, if the past is any indicator, there's not going to be much I can do about this. And it's not... It's not prohibiting me from from hiking and putting in the miles when I go out, but it's something that is there that was not there before. So it seems to be, I don't know if it's a byproduct of this increased activity on my part or if it's just the natural progression of things relating to, to type two, or maybe it's a combination or maybe it's something else. I'm not sure. And I don't even, you know, I don't know if I'll get the answer when I talk to my doctor. I'm actually kind of guessing I won't. And I'll just have to deal with it and, you know, kind of accept that it's part of the progression of this nerve damage that I'm experiencing. Um, But having said all that, I have to say that I have made um, an amount of progress regarding my, my feet and the comfort level that I've achieved in hiking that I never thought I would reach. I mean, I can go out now and I'm seeking out seven, eight, nine mile hikes. And just last week, I was able to, um, and I'm gonna use the word here loosely, scale to the top of, a, you know, I was able to scale um, Mount Tamalpais, which is a local um, peak here. And it's at 2,571 feet. It's the highest point in the county, in Marin County. And I've always kind of wanted to go up it, um, but never thought I would just because it has to do with hiking and, you know, a lot of dedication. Now, this may be um, really elementary and not a big deal for a lot of people. I'm sure it is. But for me, I mean, it was just something I never thought I would do. But, you know with my recent activity level increasing, that was becoming a much more um, desirable goal for me was to, was to, to hike that. And, um, last week I was able to do it. I went out hiking, wasn't really planning on doing it and decided when I got there that I was going to head over to the trail and see how I felt. And eventually I made my way up. It took a little bit longer than I think it would take Um, maybe the average hiker, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, I I took my time and I I made it to the top and it was a real accomplishment for me. So, and that gave me confidence in in everything that I'm working toward, this commitment. And, you know, kind of speaking to that, you know, I have these days where I wake up and I knew I would have these. I had them before and I'm still having them. I have these days where I wake up and I think about what I'm committed to and I just think that you know I've lost my mind and that there's absolutely no way I can trek at high altitude for hours and hours you know day after day and be successful at it and it just seems like there's so much for me to overcome to be able to 
number one, get there to do it, and then number two, to actually do it. Um, and then I have other other moments, like last week when I was able to get to the top of Mount Tam and, and other moments um, where I think, well, so I never thought I would do this, and here I am, I just did it. So when I put everything together, I just, you know, basically I have some days that I'm very optimistic, and I have other days where... I'm kind of optimistic and then I have those pessimistic days where I'm just like there's no way I'm going to do this so this is part of the struggle that I knew I would be fighting through and what I don't want of course is to have the pessimism pessimism um, get to be so intense that it actually stops me from trying to make progress in achieving this goal so I know that's kind of long-winded but um, I guess I'm just experiencing what we all experience at various stages in our life. And, you know, I have to keep a positive attitude and get rid of all the self-doubt that I can, as I mentioned before. So my goal is to continue um, and increase the activity level um, and to go back to Mount Tam and, and climb it again and maybe take a different route, maybe a longer route, maybe a more difficult route. Um, I think the one I took, I'm not sure where it falls as far as the difficulty level goes. Um, there are longer routes I could take, um, and I am going to shoot to, um, you know, go up again and take different routes, maybe more challenging. So overall, my, my progress with my feet and my hiking um, has been, for me, remarkable. and. Related to that are the boots. So um, I have settled on the Solomon X Ultra 4 Mid Gore Tex boots, and those boots are really turning out to be um, quite an asset for me. It took me a while to get settled into them, but once I broke them in, they just feel really good on my feet. And I've mentioned this before, um, and I'm really happy because, you know, in line with the whole foot issue, foot health issue, my big concern was finding a pair of boots that I would be happy with and that was one of the primary concerns that I had to address right away and so I'm continuously evaluating them when I go out and they just continue to feel really good and they're nice and broken in now and I try to take care of them as best I can in between hikes so that is it kind of on the hiking or on the boot feet front um I will go next to, I have a note here. So point number two, and you know, I just wanted to mention, <laughs> these podcasts are so funny. Like I have this really, what I consider a great outline when I start doing this, this podcast. And then it, if I listen to myself talk while I'm making the podcast, I start, you know, tripping myself up. And eventually it's always the same. I think back and I'm like, oh, that just doesn't, you know, that's not how I wanted it to come out. So I have to do my best to get past that. And I said before that I'm not going to keep re-recording um, episodes. I'm just going to, you know, whatever comes out, comes out. That's the way it is. And really, this is a record, as I mentioned before, this is a record for me to refer back to throughout this process and to reflect on once I am done with the trek. So I'm not going to, I have to remember, I'm not going to worry about that. And I'm not sure, I don't think a whole lot of people are listening to this anyway. So it's not like I need to impress anybody. Um, this is really for me, so 
Um, in addition to the notes that I'm keeping, this is just another record of my progress. So I have to keep that in mind. So I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna stress over that. Um, so moving on, um, I just have a quick note to talk about the status of the current status of my ability to actually do the track, and this you know kind of lines up with what I just spoke about. So um, I'll just briefly mention that you know right now I think I'm about 80-85% sure that physically um, I can do the track, and that is uh, by a lot from the last time I really did an assessment. I mean, when I started, I kind of gave myself 50-50, and then there was a point where I was like, you know, 60-40 that I couldn't do it just because of all my inexperience. Um, and then it settled back to 50-50, but as, as the last few months have rolled by, my confidence is building, and I feel really confident at times when I'm hiking. Um, and maybe sometimes overconfident, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, I can do the track, no problem. And then I get out on on the trails here and I hit a big upslope like Mount Tam the other day. I think I gained um, a total gain of like 24 or 2,500 feet. And um, I really felt it. I felt it in my legs, which was expected. But, you know, it's different when I get out there, even on some moderate inclines when I'm going um, when I'm going and going and I start going uphill, I realize, oh, wow, so I'm going to be doing this like for two weeks in a row and um, at altitude where oxygen, oxygen supply is um, decreased. So I have, you know, that kind of keeps me in check and like, you know, I have to remind myself, don't get overconfident. Like there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of work to be done and it's going to be a lot of hard work. But, um, Having said that, right now I give myself about 80-85% success rate, uh, and that's my best guess um, in being able to, you know, to pull off the track overall. So um, that has um, that number will fluctuate, I'm sure, but right now I'm at, at about 80-85%, which I think is pretty good considering I am, what am I, like nine months out, so I still have a lot of time to prepare, but um, there's no time like the present, and um, you can never be too prepared, I think. So I'm going to try to up that percentage in my mind and try to get over 90% uh, confident, and this is not a, you know, I'm not measuring this against anything. This is not a bar that I'm setting um, as compared to something else. I'm just kind of in my mind. Um, guessing really what my chances are so um, I give myself 80-85% and as time goes on I hope that number increases and I will report back here um, once that changes so the last item I wanted to mention um, which is really a bummer is that you know, the last episode or two, I mentioned that I had the sinking feeling I was going to be laid off. And it really, you know, I, I shouldn't say I'm not 100% su- surprised. I mean, I, w- I was laid off this past this past Monday. And I had a pretty good idea that it was coming. And I've been starting to prepare for it. But knowing that it was coming does not go a long way in alleviating um, the stress of it all. And so 
aside from everything else that I'm dealing with as far as obstacles to the track and to the commitment go, um, this is something that has just been added to, you know, to the mix. And it is super stressful for me on multiple fronts. Um, primarily, it's a financial issue because I have financial obligations um, that are not related to the track. And I have to um, be concerned about those. But uh, also the time off. With my current employer, I was pretty confident that I would be able to take three weeks off with a combination of PTO and paid leave or unpaid leave. And um, now that I'm not going to be with this employer anymore, um, I I just don't know where I'm going to be in November. Um, Hopefully we'll be employed soon at a new position. But as far as taking the time off, I just have no idea where I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to be able to do that. And so right now I'm, I'm moving forward with a commitment to go in early November of this year, but that could change. And I'm not going to cancel this track. I may have to postpone it and I'm working really hard not to, but I may have to. And I could post, if I do, if I do have to, you know, I may postpone it till next spring, spring of 2024, or it could be next fall. It could be a year and a half from now. I I just don't know. Um, And this is one of those things that I mentioned, I think in my first episode where I said, you know, when I was talking about fit being 15 months out and, you know, I was saying, well, that's kind of a long time, but at the same time, it's kind of around the corner, but you don't know where you're going to be in 15 months. Well, so here it is five months later, six months later, and I am in a position that I just never saw myself being in. And I think I took for granted um, the fact that I was um, working and not giving a thought to whether or not I'd be at that position by the time the trek rolled around. And so things really do change and come into play. So I have to account for all of this now and deal with it in the best and most effective way I can. And I'm still trying to figure out what that is. I mean, it's obvious I, you know, get a new position um, and try to take the time off, but that's a little bit easier said than done. So just kind of a heads up that, you know, the the start date for this trek may have to be pushed back. And as much as I hate to say that, and I've been kind of avoiding, you know, putting it on record, um, but I have to, you know, I may need to push this back and, and it, it's really heartbreaking for me to, to do that because I've been putting so much time and effort into this and this has become a, a very important part of my life right now and I've shared it with people close to me and I really want to do it and I want to do it in November. So having said that, I'm just going to have to proceed as best I can. I don't know where that's going to lead, but hopefully I'll be able to... <clears throat> you know, to realize the goal of going in November, but I'm not giving up and I am going to do this track one way or the other. So, um, I will update the podcast here when I figure out what the, uh, what the next step is for that. So moving on, I think that is probably, um, that is probably it. You know, none of none of the obstacles I'm facing right now, with the exception of my job, none of the obstacles are much of a surprise and as tough as some things are things are going about as well 
as I expected. So I'm really optimistic about everything and I'm really happy to be here and recording a new season. And I'm looking forward to the finale uh, of this podcast, which is going to be probably kind of a long recap, maybe a video podcast if I can. But um, I will be doing a video and posting it to YouTube at some point. But I'm really looking forward to doing a wrap-up uh, finale, a final episode to this podcast. And um, I've grown to like to like doing this podcast a lot. So it's not that I want to stop doing it, but you know, doing publishing the final episodes episode means that I've made it to base camp and back safely. So that's really what I'm saying is I'm looking forward to um, to completing this mission. And, uh, but until then, I'm going to continue with the episodes about one a month and, um, I will update on the status as I go along. So thanks for listening and we will see you next time.